You are listening to the Become a Guitarist Today podcast with Adam Roach. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 157. We've made two guests today, Steve Price and Nick Marino. So today we discuss their, their album and the project called Red Moon Project, which is released by Shred Guy Records. So Steve was in a band called Thor, and Nick is plays keyboard and vocals for Yingwei Malmsteen. So the opening track you're hearing is from the new album, and the song is called Stranger. And throughout today's podcast, you'll be able to hear some little snippets from the album as well. And make sure you check out the link in the show notes to get a copy of the album and find out more about the Red Moon Project. And thank you to my sponsors, Custom Guitar Picks, Musician, and Arnold Krakowka. You don't need a drummer to make an amazing metal song. All you need is access to tracks produced in a great studio by a great engineer. My full-length drum tracks are crafted using the best sounding samples I've been developing for over a decade and have been used by thousands of professional musicians worldwide up to the highest level in the industry including John 5 and Gus G. Stop wasting hours of your time trying to program drums and stop wasting tons of money to have your drummer record in a studio for mediocre results. With my drum tracks, you don't need to worry about any of that. Just drag and drop your tracks, press record, and you're done. All of that with a killer, authentic sound. So go to my website, arnokrakowka.com, to start rocking. So let's go over the interview now with Steve Price and Nick Marino. So we're here to talk about the, the new album, new to be released, is that right, through Shred Guy Records? Yes, that's correct, yeah. Uh, we never really released it because, uh, you know, the pandemic and everything happened, which definitely would squash anything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were doing remixes and things like that and seeing what people, it was very important to me, especially that people are excited, not so much like the size of the label or what it is, because when somebody's excited about something, you know, they tend to do a really good job of promoting and so far. You know, Michael's done an amazing job. Everybody's done an amazing job in one week, you know, yeah. to get a lot of things done. And that's really important in the long run. Yeah. So is it actually out now? It's already been released? Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's a re-release as CD uh, with uh, color graphics. Beautiful job Nick did himself. Page insert with the words and um, beautiful cover. Uh, we did a four, couple of 4K videos uh, that are on YouTube for the... Uh, record yep. you know so it's available now on track guy records uh, so, uh and then we plan on doing some more you know uh, we just uh you know everything's kind of got halted by the uh, global crisis of what's going on you know so yeah <laughs> i heard the track that you sent me as a uh, breakaway you got the little clip for yeah amazing song like you're playing and the vocals keyboard everything it's fantastic thank you yeah it's wonderful ballad yeah everybody loves it So can you tell us a bit about the the full the seven songs? Well, you want to talk, Nick? You want to tell them what you think? 
Yeah, it's um, next time we'll do a little bit more songs, but that's what, this was just uh, our first collaboration. And uh, yeah, the, the other songs are tempo, and that was the only one ballad. They have, we have another one that is instrumental, which is really good. It's called Red Moon. That's why it's the the title Red Moon Project, and the other songs are typical rock songs with uh, you know high riffs and singing and everything. You know, check it out. So yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah. So you said yeah, it was what 2019 was it? You pretty much finished it. We actually worked on the record. Uh, you know, Nick, Nick did an amazing production job with mixing, and we worked on the record. Believe it or not, I mean that track. That's why it sounds. A lot of the tra- a few of the tracks sound so good. Is we worked on it for like five years because uh-huh. of his schedule and my schedule, things would come up and it'd be like, oh, we gotta you know go and do this, or I had to go and play, and he had to go and play. So and then we would do, do remixes, and we had some we have some amazing guests on the uh, record, mm. really good players and stuff. So it, it, we've been working on it for a really long time, and uh, it was down between the tours you know between my my i had a double tour with uh, with ingwe with my band with uh, generation x which is steve i and and zach wild and between all that and then steve's tour um, obligations and other things so that's why it, it took us so long but we said okay this is something that we're just gonna do for ourselves you know and we're gonna release it when the time is right so so then we we basically we were done with the mix right before before the pandemic. So yeah. kind of right now, this is kind of a resurrection of, uh, of all of this, you know, which is cool. And uh, I, I really, you know, we have a really great feedback from from uh, a lot of people, and and I'm happy to hear that you now, mm. because it was just, you know, it was a project on the side that we said we're gonna do it our best the way we want it, and it as long as it takes time, that, that doesn't matter now when it's gonna be finished, but. But we are we are proud of what we've done. Yeah. Mm. So with the the songwriting, is that uh, both of you guys? Yeah, we yeah. have uh, an amazing chemistry. The two of us. It's like when we even play shows, like duet shows um, around town, just to you know goof around. You know, we all, always want to be playing, and uh, we just like kind of look at each other and have this kind of thing going on. Especially like I could do something like a solo and. Uh, Nick will just like be able to enhance it and just do kind of the same thing just by hearing it like one time. Yeah. So it's kind of like a Jeff Becky and Hammett kind of thing, you know, mm. uh, that we have going on in the writing too. Like uh, when we wrote Red Moon, it was two takes because he just came up with this stuff. And I just thought, you know, in his studio productions, we have a really incredible sound going on through the computer and everything. We have that, what you call uh, chemistry, which is, very important when you're writing with somebody. So we, we, we write everything pretty much 50-50, you know. Yeah, that's great. And you have uh, Patrick Johansson on drums as well? Yes, begrudgingly. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Patrick, we, we've played uh, together, Patrick and Nick and I, around town. And uh, he's on uh, some tracks. And then we have Brian uh, Wilson, who's the current Ingve drummer, okay. uh, young guy that, very promising guy, a very talented, talented guy in a lot of projects. And uh, he uh, played on Breakaway. And the amazing thing about it is he played on it after the fact, which is extremely difficult, especially in the video.
Patrick was uh, with England for 15 years, and I that's how I met him. So, yeah, yeah. so you're still touring with England as well? Yes, I am. Yep, yes, I am. Actually, we, we believe it or not, we're gonna have a US tour starting November 15th. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just like a five and a half weeks, but but you know, it's better than nothing. It was nothing. We had one show in uh, in Europe. Uh, we were headlining the big festival in Serbia, believe it or not, on I think June 26. It was just a couple of months ago, and then uh, the rest of it was like two shows in Florida and three shows in Texas. Very little. Still, pandemic is all over the place, and you know it's very moderate. You know, but it, but better than nothing. You know? Yes. So you're playing bass, aren't you, Steve, on the, the tracks as well? Yeah, with the direction of uh, Nick Marino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not the, he's not a big fan of my bass playing, I don't think. You know, but uh, <laughs> when he directs me, it comes out great. Yeah. Right, Nick? And you also have, was it Charlotte McKinnon on backing vocals? Yeah, she, uh, she had, that's Nick uh, worked with her, with uh, a band that he was in. And uh, she came down and was uh, just amazing. I believe she works with Barry Gibb, right, Nick? Yeah, yeah. We're on all the Beatles brothers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's just amazing. She's still that. I mean, they were all touring until 2020. <laughs> then yeah. everything stopped. Nobody's touring anymore. Yeah. In 2020, got canceled. European tour, Asian tour, South American tour, and US tour. Four tours canceled. Wow. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, it was uh, all supposed to be that summer of 2020. And you know, when pandemic hit, it was like March of 2020. Yep. Then just everything, everything was frozen. And and it still is. Mm. I mean, you know, if you really think about the world, it's still, still you know, shut down. You know, it's not open. Oh, yeah. no. You know, America's, do, you know, United States is are doing better than anybody, but it's still not open, like, full capacity, you know. Yeah. But we have... We are vaccinated, so hopefully yep. we'll, we'll, not, we'll not catch it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's good. No, hopefully yeah, next year, hopefully you guys can get down here and uh, do a tour for, the, for this album and whatever other ones you might have. Yeah, we uh, we definitely want to do something, a follow-up, maybe some more instrumentals and stuff. And uh, it, it, right now it's, you know, it's like kind of like T.S. Fears, it's Nick and I, mm. and then we will pick, you know, because a lot of the people like um, – Guys from Brian Howe, uh, his bad company, and uh, you know people like Charlotte. Uh, you have to eventually. We have to find Brian. Probably would be interested in playing. So we have to put that together, you know, on the side and uh, move forward with that. You know. Having a look at some of the things on your Facebook, and you're saying that you had a chat with David Lee Roth. David and I, like, were in the mid '90s, and uh, Nile Rogers and a friend of mine named Ned Lieben, who passed away. Uh, he was in a famous uh, dance band uh, that sold uh, really a lot of dance records, and you know, he he had a studio in the East, in the West Village, and uh, we went to. Uh, let's just say a gentleman's place. <laughs> and um, we we were hanging out all night. And then uh, the girl brings over the uh, bar bill, which was like $1,400. I looked at it and I was like, and David looked at it and he was like, 
He goes, I got it. And we were discussing, um, we were discussing, uh, you know, why he was removed from Van Halen, which he promised me never to say, but, you know, just to get it. I mean, at this point, it, it probably doesn't matter. You know, I've rested Saul Eddie, the, one of the greatest guitarists that ever lived, mm-hmm. great influence. But he was just very, let's just say, he was very rude on the phone to Valerie. So okay. that's what kind of started it, you know. Yeah. The women, you know, in the music business, you know, you got to watch it, you know. <laughs> I'll probably I'll probably pay for that remark later on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> With my wonderful love for my life, Lisa. I wasn't there, so I don't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was fortunate enough, like when I was playing with uh, my band, you know, Thor, uh, at the Marquee, the original Marquee in London, uh, we had sold out like four nights in a row, twice, and like, I think the year was 83, the glory of uh, the 80s, early 80s metal, yeah. and uh, I came off the stage one night, and I was very sick, I remember I, I ate like, oh, like bare aspirin, probably like before we knew that it would burn a hole in your stomach, uh, I think I ate like 16 of them because the show had to go on. It was sold out. And uh, we had a par- we always had parties after the show for the band, you know, after parties. So I was like, you know, when you're really sick, you're kind of out of it. So I wasn't paying attention to anything. And the club was like pretty much empty. And I was walking out with my main guitar and my friend Philip Harvey, who was on the House of Lords, and he passed away. He lived at, He was a uh, an incredible just fan guy, you know, mm. uh, very good, very good friends with a lot of famous people and lived in Simon Kirk's house from Bad Company. Mm-hmm. And he was there and he goes, I want you to meet a friend of mine. He wants to tell you what he thought of the show. And I look up and it's Jimmy Page. Oh, well. Wow. So I was like, I looked at him and he had a white suit on. I looked at him and he's like, you, you know, they were like, you want a beer? And I was like, yeah, I'll have a beer. And he looks at me, he goes, great show, great playing. So we were chatting for a while, and I was, like, so struck by the fact that he was even in the same room where I was playing. And uh, he was best friends with Philip, and Philip was a big fan of ours. And we were managed by Motorhead's group, mm. Motorhead Girl School, Tank, et cetera, yep. Douglas Smith. And um, what what had happened, the funny, funny thing about the story, it's a funny rock and roll story, so we d- decided that we were going to play the next day. And Philip said, no, he's not going to show up. He tells everybody that. And I went outside and I was in the middle of this really dangerous part of London at that time of night. And I realized that Jimmy left in his Rolls Royce and Philip left in his, his car. And there was nobody there. And I didn't know where the band was because I was sick. and that. So I'm walking down the street and I'm saying, boy, there's probably some skinheads are going to beat the hell out of me or <laughs> You know, I'm going to get ripped off or whatever. And this little three, I don't know if they have to in Australia, but this little tricycle type Cooper, Mini Cooper. Oh, yeah, I've seen those. But you know, yeah, with many, the yeah. three wheels. Yep. It pulls up and it was like a clown car. There was like 15 people in the car and the window rolls down and I'm like scared to death. <laughs> and she goes, are you Steve Price from the band Thor? And I was like, yeah, well, we're going to your party. Would you like a ride? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Oh, my Lord. I was thinking, my God, this is like the greatest thing in the world. So I hop in this car and I'm on top of like five girls and five guys. And, you know, like my guitar is in there and they pull up and the, and the, my whole band is like a block away. <laughs> oh, no. like, you know, 200 feet away. <laughs> and I was so stressed out because I'm that type of guy. You know, it's like 
I was like imagining the worst. There was no cabs. You know, it's like two o'clock in the morning in London. Yeah. I'm walking around with a, a two thousand dollar Charvel guitar and you know my bag and you know, and uh, that was just a great. You know, those days were the greatest days ever. You know, because everybody in England was always around because it was so small. I mean, you can go in. Gary Barden wanted me to be in his band, you know, from uh, Michael Shanker, mm. but he didn't have any record deals. So he wanted me to just stay there and be like on welfare or something like that. I was like, no. Mm. And uh, a John Sloman that worked with Gary Moore and uh, Neil Murray and I from Whitesnake, we used to go and party all the time. It was just everybody was there because it's so small. Yeah. So I ended up meeting and becoming friends with a lot of people and then ended up jamming with them later on, you know. Uh, when they were in town or when I lived in New York for many years, like uh, for 37 years, I lived in New York, you know, mm. and played with a lot of uh, different people, you know, here and there. Wow. So that was, a, that was a great, there was a lot of great stories of, you know, incredible stories. Uh, we were on television with Madness. We were on television with the Weather Girls. Uh, the British TV shows have such a variety, you know, they could have like Zor and Motorhead and then dance music and like, whatever flock of seagulls or you know it's just england was a, it, it was an incredible metal time to go to the marquee and see like saxon and samson and paul diano we did videos with paul diano and uh there was a girl band called rock goddess on a m and they were pretty good uh they didn't get anywhere but they were great girls and uh, we sang on their record in the same studio they recorded pyromania okay. with uh chris tangridis you know who did Y and T and Mama's Boys? We he was a great producer. I think he passed away. So, mm. but he did uh, the Anvil uh, movie. He did some music with them. So mm. it was pretty interesting, you know. Yeah. And the uh, second time around, we went on tour for ten years, which was longer. And I left the road about 2016. And then uh, Nick and I have been working together like ten years now, huh, Nick? Yeah, 2012. Correct. Uh, almost 10 years. And, and talking about movies, I noticed um, there is a movie called I Am Thor. So I haven't seen it yet. Do you play a big part in that, Steve? I had, I had, um, you know, played myself. I was in a good amount. You know, I would say like, I don't know, five or six scenes. Okay. You know, and then of course, of course, the scenes where I'm playing, and then, of course, um, the scenes, you know, when backstage and different things like that. I'm not in it as much as my drum, Mike. Uh, he's in it more. But he's, he's uh, you know, like a lot of times when you're doing movies, right, like especially a documentary like that, the premise of the movie of the director and the producer was to uh, keep harping on the fact that why this band was so sensational, it wasn't bigger. And, and I, that was a narrative, and I didn't go along with that. So when you don't go along with somebody that's filming you, yeah. they don't film you as much as people that do go along with that narrative. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I was, in the movie, I was in the movie the least because I would not give them the answers that they wanted. Okay. <laughs> like they would say, well, why do you think that this happened? Why do you? And I'd say, I don't understand what you're talking about because, like, you know, uh, you could take some of the greatest artists in the world, like John McLaughlin or Alan Holsworth and people of that nature and compare them to somebody that's really huge and they're really nothing. Mm. It's really just a matter of if you have fans and you've made people happy and you've made yourself happy doing what you want to do, then you've you've done something, you know? Yep. And that's really the way I look at it. 
so that that was the move that movie was shot you know in scandinavia uh we were there for 23 days and it was just incredible we played these two record stores and the kids in finland yeah it was mostly finland helsinki they were just incredible i mean they just like it, they almost broke the windows to the record store and that's on YouTube. Oh, okay. And it was a lot of fun. And then we played Sweden rock. We, we, we opened, we played on the same stage with the UFO and uh, Johnny winter. And I think seven dust or Avenged sevenfold. I don't, I'm not really sure what the difference is, but <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. That was like 31,000 people. And then we did, went over and did crew fest yep. in uh, 10 piers, sauna open air. With Nightwish, Nightwish is it Nightwish? I'm not no, really Night- sure how to pronounce it. Nightwish, yeah, Nightwish, yeah. We played with them, and that was a great show. That was about twenty-one thousand people, so it was a lot of fun, you know. And most of the movie was shot in Scandinavia. It did really well, you know. It was on Netflix for a really long time. It did really well, and we went to Sundance too. Thor uh, and I went to the Sundance Film Festival, <laughs> and that was a lot of fun, you know. Mm. And we went to the Montreal Film Festival and we won the uh, Concordia Montreal College, uh, Concordia College uh, Award for the documentary for that year. That was a lot of fun. Now with uh, Nick, the way you played the keyboards and the vocals for Malmsteen, just incredible. I mean, I, I used to play uh, a Dreaming back a long time ago. My original band, that was one of our songs would come out and do acoustically. And I, uh-huh. I, I saw a clip of you singing that one. I thought, wow, amazing. Yeah, that's my that's my English favorite song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the ballad-wise, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, right now, we changed a little bit. I don't know, um, last time that we performed it, like it was like maybe three or four years ago. Okay. You know, it's uh, the has been changed. Has got a new records, and you know he's singing more right now. You know, so it's kind of we split the singing. So it's a little bit him, you know, a little bit. Okay. You know, I'm still doing, yeah. Most of the show is instrumental. You know, all right. You know, most of, yeah. yeah. We got like maybe ten ten singing songs. That's it. Yeah. Okay. He is a great guy. I mean, he he just amazed me. We were in Miami. And uh, Nick and uh, had invited me down, and he was doing like a pre-cruise, and I couldn't believe that he 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 likes to joke around. I couldn't believe how he could play like every guitar player, like Hendrix, yeah. like Ted Nugent. You know, he's just like most amazing type of person. You know, to be able to get in that type of mode. You know, it's just yeah. really great. And uh, you know, we we've had a lot of good times together, all of us. You know, and Nick and I. You know. We don't live far from each other, Nick and I. So, okay. Sometimes I'll show up at a show that he's doing, and we'll do a song or two. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. As soon as this is over, I, I'm I'm looking forward to come come back to Australia. I love it. I love it there. Still have a picture with uh, with koala bear in um, <laughs> I think it was Brisbane. It was like a park where where kangaroos and koalas were like free. Yep. It wasn't even a zoo. Yeah, and uh, I think it was Brisbane or, yeah, or Adelaide. I don't know, one, one of the cities. And I still have the picture of that. It was, it was wonderful. You know, we, the last tour we did, we did Australia, then we did um, New Zealand and Tasmania as well. 
within so we, we were like everywhere <laughs> basically the only city that i uh, i never been to darwin like a okay. north, north part of else yeah. but everywhere else I, I, you know i've been and i and i like yeah sydney good. melbourne like brisbane all the cities you know yeah that's great really cool you have a wonderful wonderful country you should be proud of yeah well, thank you <laughs> there is uh, another favorite band of mine that that is from australia that's acdc i mean that doesn't oh, yeah. get better than that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's right <laughs> you got a lot to be proud of yeah yeah really appreciate you having us on no no problem it's really great yeah it's, a, it's great no, that's all right. Yeah, because I'm doing an album with um, a collaborating with another one of Michael's artists, uh, Phoenix van der Weyden, her name is, the guitarist. Uh, she's in uh, Brazil. Right. So we're actually, we're doing an album all over, sending each other files and getting different artists to play on it and sing on it. So it's, yeah, it's been really cool. So hopefully Michael might pick it up as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's been a dynamo with, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, great writing and you know articles and doing this now you know it's all been like pretty much i don't know 10 days or something yeah. like that you know that's great and uh for anybody that you know that shred guy records and i was listening to a lot of the guys on there that have a lot of talent you know mm. on that label you know yeah definitely um, and I, I have to give a shout out to my friend dave Nakato, who saw me in high school band and uh now I'm learning from him. Uh, great guitar player, Shadow Eden. You might have heard of the band Shadow Eden. Yeah, he's on uh, Michael's label. Okay. Yeah, he's he's very interesting, very versatile, talented young man. You know, mm. he's a little younger than me, and he had seen me in a high school band, which I don't remember. I don't know what he's <laughs> talking about, but I don't know. I don't remember. Like I I been playing live since i'm 17 yep. so i don't remember that far back i remember that i was there but yeah. i don't remember what he started but he seemed to like it and his brother liked it and then we became great friends and we've been just uh, doing things together it's been wonderful yeah you know? that's fantastic so, just a little shout out to dave yeah for sure but thank you guys once again really appreciate both your time no problem Fair thank you and have a good night yeah no problem i'll hopefully see you guys again real soon Okay, okay, take care. All right, bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.